0: Ever wish you could go back in time and give your younger self some advice that would change your life forever? What would that advice be? Well, here's what Pauline would tell her younger self. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three,
1: two, one, off.
0: Two women, one mission, to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset, so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray
1: Brent and welcome back to Breaking Breaking through Through the BS.
0: G'day Ray. G'day, Pauline. How's it going? I'm going really well, actually. I'm starting to feel a bit better. I had the flu after coming back from America, but... I oh, know. No. Hmm. Did, how did you get that through customs? I know. Oh, I hid it in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm really not a big fan of bringing biological souvenirs home, but, uh, you know, this this thing, I couldn't shake it before I left the U.S., so I just had to give it some good old Aussie love, <laughs> down under <laughs> when I got home and yeah, yeah I'm
1: finally over it give it a bit of choke and see what it does
0: yeah yeah give it some choke it'll start that's the old saying isn't it <laughs> yeah, I think so all <laughs> oh, right anyway so um something that we celebrated when we were over in America recently was um Ray and I were included in a book how good is that yeah and we actually attended the official book launch which is something we've never had like Ray and I are both best-selling authors and uh published authors, and we've never had a book launch for our own books, uh, so it was really good to go to the book launch over in Delray Beach for this particular book, and the book is called, Why Didn't Anybody Tell Me This Shit Before? Wit Wisdom from Women in Business, and the authors are Marcella Allison and Laura Gale. Laura Gale's a fellow Aussie, so gotta give her, you know, bit of cred. Bit of cred right there, she's, uh, she's a sister from Down Under. So... Ray and I were approached quite a while ago to... Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, actually a long time ago to put forward a chapter of a book. And and what it was, was Marcella and Rain, and my, myself and a couple of other people had an idea of if we could give our younger selves a piece of advice that would change their life or make their journey easier, what would that be? And I mean... We can't go back in time in the time machine, like um, unless you can find the DeLorean, but I think Doc and um, Marty have got that covered. But um, we can't go back in time, but certainly we can make an impact and a difference in someone's life that is just maybe starting out now. So Ray and I jumped at the opportunity because um, that's what we're about. We want to help to... I guess, um, level out someone's journey instead of the great big peaks and troughs that we normally experience, the fluctuations. even accelerate it to some degree. Yeah, well, I'd like to flatten it out or level it, and then, as you say, accelerate it so that they can get to their goals faster by knowing all the pitfalls and the the minefields that could be ahead. Yeah, stop taking them on the scenic journey.
1: (laughs) Well, we all do that.
0: We all do that, and... um, there's many reasons for that. I mean, and I think, you know, when we talk about copywriting, marketing, business and all, anything, oh, and just life. life, I think really it comes down to winning the head game. Our head game is the thing that will either get us directly to our goals or, as you say, it will take us on the scenic route and um, it's like, oh, and if you look over there and it's like shiny object or squirrel, <laughs> squirrel, oh. off we go, <laughs> off we go. Yeah, yeah, so, um, what I thought we'd do with these episodes, Ray's, this one and the next one, is, um, I'll read out my chapter of the book. And yeah, then it's only a little one, little yeah, chapter. it's only like two and a half pages. And, uh, who doesn't want to listen to my accent of awesomeness? And then in the next show, we'll get you to read yours and share your accent of awesomeness but also the the story and then uh, after I've read the chapter we can have a little bit of a chat about the you know the motivation of what I said why I actually shared what I shared because my story is a little bit raw and uh, I, I didn't really hold too much back when I shared my story. Um, I have read my story live at, um, an event a few years ago when, it, um, the book was when in the another. the original, yeah, original
1: book was launched. I think there was only
0: about 16
1: women in that book. Yeah. And originally. now there's only over
0: 60 or something like that. So, um, but it's the It's quite a substantial book these days.
1: Yeah. It's great. And it's had a name change. Yeah.
0: It's great. It's a great book. And, um, I'm actually honoured to be included in it. So I'll, I'll, um, make sure that we get the, um, link to, uh, where they can get the book. In the show notes. Yep. Obviously you can get it off Amazon and I think that's the only place you can get it at the moment. I think you can get it as a Kindle soft cover and a hard Hard cover. cover, Okay, so I think
1: that's the easiest place to get it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, we may sell it in the future but and sign it. But, you know, just for now, if you want the book, that's where you can get it from. So why did you want to be in the book like what motivated you to be in the book? I mean, I said that I wanted to help future generations and other up-and-coming people to have a, a easier path. Why did you want to get involved in it, Ray?
1: Well, I think for for myself, and you're probably jumping into next week's <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh,
0: no, it's just a teaser of next teaser. week's episode. Yeah, so give them a tease, Ray. Tease them. <laughs> okay, a bit of Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think my main reason is one of the principles that I live by is that it takes too long in life to – learn the lessons yourself by experiencing everything you actually need to in order to get the most out of life be able to learn from other people's lessons
0: yeah I agree yeah, yeah. so
1: I, I think um this culmination of this book there's about 60 contributing authors in it now it mm-hmm. originally started out as as copywriters mm-hmm. but now it's actually includes business women and yeah, marketers this... and just successful women full stop yeah and I think that's an amazing uh, tribute to Marcella and Laura for actually bringing all these women, amazing women together and mm. creating this piece of advice for future generations of females. I mean, we've, we've all heard, well, you and I, um, and from the, the small group that we're involved in that there are males out in the world now that are actually recommending this book to their sisters and their daughters yeah. mm-hmm. um and yeah. saying hey this is a great birthday present or a christmas present for yeah. my my daughter or my my best friend mm.
0: yeah because i mean i'm biased i like my story and your story and i mean we have some very good friends in there and they've shared their the trials tribulations their triumphs it's not all just like the hard stories and the you know i went through this trauma and now here i am there are there are stories for everything and it's kind of like um no matter what mood you're in or what um problem you're facing there is a piece of advice in this book for just about every occasion absolutely and so that's what i love about it um so i'm very happy to promote it and uh Today I want to share my chapter, and as you alluded to, we'll um, share your chapter in next week's episode, so that we yeah. can, um, you know, get get this book into the hands of people who need it, which is, you know, why we wanted to be in it in the first place. Absolutely. So without further ado, I'm going to um, turn to page. Uh, can I do a drum roll? Yeah, as I do it. <laughs> All right, pretty poor effort. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty poor, actually. But uh... all right, boom, boom. Turning to page ninety-three. That's my page. So here goes. Hey, younger Pauline, how's life treating you? No need to answer that. I already know. I've been watching you for a while, and now I know you better than you know yourself. I've shared all of your highs and lows and your so-called mistakes along the way. I was with you in September 2005 when you reached your lowest moment and wanted to end it all. I was with you as you sped towards that tree and I breathed a heavy sigh of relief as you changed your mind at the last minute. And I was with you as you struggled to make sense of life for a long time afterwards. You'd always been such a prolific reader, so to see you without a book in your hand for so long was torture. But it was even worse watching you only use pencils to write because you didn't think that you were worth the ink. I saw how hard it was for you to retrain your mind to read and write, but you did it, and you slowly climbed your way out of depression's darkness. In time, you will learn never to live down to the expectations others have of you. People you trusted set the bar way too low for you, and many wrote you off. They said you'd never amount to much, but they were so wrong. They told you that you would never be a good copywriter because you're female. And through sheer grit, pig-headed determination, and countless hours of hard work, you will make them eat their ugly words. But there was a slight truth in those ugly words. The fact is that you'll never be a good copyright because you're a female. You'll be an exceptional copywriter because you are you. You will become quite the wordsmith, and you will need no qualifiers to define you. You get to set your own bar, so hold your head high. I know it hurt you when people you looked up to most wouldn't accept you, because you only wanted to be friends, but just know it wasn't you, it was them, and it was immature and stupid. Some people just don't like having friends who make them feel bad about themselves. You don't do it intentionally, but when people work hard for what they have, they resent others who seem to get things easily or have a natural talent. They choose not to see how hard you work, so they'll have a reason to reject you. I wish I could tell you not to waste your time trying to fit in when you're clearly made to stand out. But your kind heart makes you want to help everyone, often at your own expense. Don't worry, eventually you will stop doing that. So go out and find your real tribe, the people who get you and appreciate you, the people who lift you up and never tear you down. There are many like you, and when you get out of your comfort zone, you will find them. You don't have to go it alone, and it's better if you don't. Pauline, you have a remarkable insight into humanity. Sometimes you feel that you see too much, but it is a precious gift. Don't let others make you second-guess yourself. You're usually right, and if there's one piece of loving advice I can give you, it's this. Don't play small to help others feel better about themselves. It never works. Remember that on that dark day back in 2005, you made a decision to stay here, and I'm glad that you did, because you have a big future ahead of you. You're here to make a difference, and there's no time left for playing small. You've got this. You've gone from not being able to read or write, to being a best-selling author and being paid to write. You have come so far, and you still have so far to go. So let's do this. Love, Pauline, your number one fan. P.S. You can stop dyeing your hair. It's time for you to get the Longden look. You totally rock the grey. The end. Well, it's not really the end. It's kind of the beginning and the end and everything in between. That's right. (laughs) It's the end of that chapter in your life. Yeah, exactly. The start of the next chapter. Yeah, the reason I wrote a lot of that stuff, I know it's a little bit dark and, you know, um maybe even a little bit depressing in some in some ways because I mean, no one really ever wants to talk about things like suicide or attempted suicide. It's still taboo. And um I think it's the fact that people are it makes people feel hopeless and helpless when you know people are struggling to that degree, and uh, they just don't know what to say. And sometimes you don't need to say anything; you just need to be there for someone and just sit in silence until they change their mind. But um, the reason that I actually shared my story and about that was because um, I want people to know that you know in life there is the light and the dark. You know, there's the good and the bad, the positive and the negative. So often we see in in advice books like this. There's always a real, like, positive thing, um, slant on it. And that's what I like about what Marcella and Laura have done. They've got a really good balance of, like, the light and the dark um, so that people can, you know, on the good days they can celebrate their wins and know that other women have done that. And on their darkest days they can pick up the book and there will be advice for them to get out of that funk and to move on and know that, my favourite saying, this too shall pass.
1: Absolutely
0: because I look back at that day back in September 2005 and for me that was the end of my life the end of everything in fact I wanted it to be and I you know, I actively tried to make it be but moving past that even a couple of hours or maybe a day I didn't feel like that although I had just been discharged and my life had ended as I knew it from the military perspective it was just the beginning of a whole new chapter that was so freaking exciting, Ray. It was amazing. Well, it certainly has been. And, and there is certainly so
1: much more to put into your, your new life, mm. um, as you have referred to that life in the past um, in your actual book, um, From Depression's
0: Darkness to the Light of Life. You call them your bonus days. Yeah, my bonus days, my bonus years, my bonus friends. I've even got a bonus niece. Bonus birthdays. Bonus birthdays, you know, bonus experiences. None of that would have happened had I driven into that tree back in September 2005. So, you know, I, I want to really share the message of that and just help people know that even in their darkest moments, if they can just weather that a little bit more. Yeah, there's
1: there's always someone out there that is willing to lend a hand, um, be supportive of you and help you. Get over that hurdle. Exactly,
0: yeah. And as I said in, in my story, you don't have to go it alone. And oftentimes it's a bad thing if you do try to go it alone. Um, Humans are community animals. We love community. And females more than males, like, we love community. And I, th- I know that, that that's why I sunk to that real deep depression when I got t- uh, discharged from the army because in one fell swoop, I had my community ripped out from underneath me I was no longer a part of something that was bigger than me. I was all it, and that's that was <laughs> freaking depressing, right? It's like, if I'm going to be just stuck with me for the rest of my life, oh, my goodness, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, well, anyway. I'm, I'm glad that you d- <laughs> decided to change your mind and you... St- stuck around yeah well I've got a better community now I've got it I've got it like a an international community it's it's amazing I love it and that's why I love going to America each year and that is to catch up with our friends and we're getting friends from all around the world it's incredible and I would have missed out on all of that so that's one of the reasons I share the darkness so so frankly and candidly it's because I want people to know that if if they get to that moment they might actually be able to feel that and go, hey, wait a minute, this is familiar. I feel like this. And wasn't there that chick that wrote or spoke or whatever? I want them to come across me in some way so that when they're in that moment, they go, wait a minute, didn't she say this will pass? Like, does this have to be the end right now? I'd like to give them a better choice in in that really low critical moment where they're thinking of just cashing in their chips and
1: Yeah. You want, you want to give them that, um, piece of hope that, Mm. that life will get better. Yeah. And it usually does. Yeah. um, Yeah. As long as you hold
0: out for it. Mm. So with this story in this book now, um, I love it because I'm going to help other people, but I'm also helping myself because let's be honest, you know, we all have crap days and I, I have crap days like everyone else. And, uh, Now that I have this book, when I am having a particularly bad day, I can read this and no matter how bad I think my day is actually being, I look at this story and I know it's not as low as I was on that fateful September day back in 2005. I've never reached that low again ever since. So for me, it gives me a reality check, but it also gives me a checkpoint so that I can look back and see how far I've come. Because sometimes it's so easy to get stuck in the moment of doing, 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 doing. And you're laughing at me. I know you are because (laughs) I am guilty of that, Your Honor. Like, sentence me because (laughs) and lock me up because I am so guilty of that. I get so stuck in the doing. And I'm always a couple of weeks, if not a month or so in the future, with my deadlines and my schedule of clients and things like that, you know, like events. You know, I'm already thinking about August when I'm speaking in Poland. I'm thinking about October when we're planning another trip to the US. I'm already planning next year a couple of speaking events that I want to go to. Um, I'm always projecting forward, but I never really have time to celebrate my wins and take a breath and even look back a bit to see how far I've come. I'm always looking forward to seeing how far I've yet to go. And so for me, this is a really great checkpoint to say, you know, um, back in two thousand and five, you wanted to jump off the planet. You didn't look at how far you've come. You could on that day, Ray. I couldn't even read and write. I think I've shared on this show before, but I, it, it um is worthy of repeating now. I didn't even sign my discharge papers with my signature, I scribbled, I could not even write my name, my brain was so fried, so now, of course I can write my name, it's a freaking awesome name, <laughs> but um, yeah, it just shows how far I've come, You know. so when I say that I couldn't read or write, it's not hyperbole or anything to um, hype up a claim or anything, I couldn't read or write, I signed my discharge papers with a scribble. In fact, it was probably just a freaking X and they let me get away with it. Yeah, because they didn't want you anymore. They didn't care. Lucky someone else did. So that's why I wanted to share that story. Now there's a couple of um key points, you know, it's only like, you know, two and a half pages, but there's a whole heap of lessons in there. So here's a couple of lessons I want to share. We've already said you know, one of them, which is this too shall pass. But the thing about this too shall pass, because we live in a reality of duality. (laughs) Nice one. Yeah. Well, this too shall pass applies to the good as well as the bad. So um, always just be aware of that. But I think what we can do is we can start to condition ourselves to celebrate the good and the wins and all that sort of stuff because there's another play on words that you and I used to say when we were, you know, woo-woo teachers And that was what you appreciate, appreciates. So what you recognize and have gratitude for, you get more of. It grows and grows and grows. So although this too shall pass means that the good and the bad will pass, that doesn't mean that when the good passes that the bad happens. It means that good situation passes and another good one comes and another good one and another good one. Don't always just, you know, play the negative what-if game that, what if this ends and then all of a sudden I go into like a dark period again? Don't expect that. If you expect it, that's what you get. You know, you're putting that mind energy into your reality. You, yeah. you create it. Absolutely. So this two shall pass is a very powerful statement. The other thing that I said was don't play small so other people feel comfortable about themselves. Or in um, the words of Marianne Williamson, don't play small so other people feel comfortable around you. Well, whichever way you do it, just don't play small. Because what I've found from my experience is that when you hide your light, when you don't play as big as you should because other people might feel inadequate or um, whatever... It doesn't make them feel better. It makes you feel worse, and they still feel shit about themselves and their life. So, Well, that's it, and it keeps you out of alignment with
1: your soul. Yeah. And that's where a lot of, um, I think, depression and, and mental illnesses actually comes from. Yeah. Um,
0: deep-seated misalignment within yeah. yourself, being happy. I agree with that one hundred percent. I've spoken about this before because when I, when I had depression, I felt like I was dislocated from my soul, and then it was because I was out of alignment. I knew that I should have changed my circumstance earlier, but I was powerless to do it. I will never be powerless to do it ever again, and so that's one one of my biggest learnings. But with this, don't play small don't play small, don't minimize yourself, don't try to make other people feel comfortable. Um, Because the fact of the matter is, we can't make anyone feel anything. No, it's their own choice. Yeah, we can't make them feel happy, we can't make them feel love. we can't make them feel joy. That is within them. Like, for instance, I used to say to my students and my clients, you know, I could give two people one million dollars, one person, it would change their life and they'd just go, oh, my God, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go and buy a house. I'm going to get myself out of debt. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. blah. Thank you so much. And the other person that you give $1 million to, they go, yeah, you gave me $1 million, but you've still got $10 million. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, that's not enough. Why couldn't you give me half of what you've got? So there's that, you know, that is their choice. The $1 million is not the thing that's going to make them happy. It's what's inside them that makes them happy. Yeah, and I mean that comes down to
1: looking inside a mirror mm-hmm. and looking deep inside your own heart and your own soul. Yeah, and finding out what actually is important to you moving forward, mm-hmm. um, what your values and and life goals are. Yeah, and it's like doing things that actually are in alignment
0: with. What you want to do and be in life. Yeah. And if you find in life that nothing is making you happy or joyful or you're not feeling it, guess what, matey? You're the common denominator that you take with you through your life. It's not the outside world. It's you. So I'm just going to say it. I don't care. Like, you know, I'm just going to give people a, a slap of reality. Yeah. You know, 'Cause because I get people all the time going, "Oh, that's not funny." Then I go, "Would well, you ever laugh at anything like that, or do you ever laugh?" They go, oh, "Well, actually, I don't. No, I don't think. I don't think comedy actually is funny." Well, you know, you haven't experienced all comedy, but what you are experiencing is your filter or your lens that you've created, and like a pair of glasses, maybe you just need to take them off and clean them because <laughs> you've got a grubby view at the moment. So. So that's uh, don't play small. Um, the other thing uh, leading into that is that sometimes you will act as a mirror. You will be a mirror to other people and what you will do, you will reflect their inadequacies back at them and they don't like it because in the story I share, you know, that basically people wouldn't accept me because they, they actually said I was too big for my boots or I was getting too big for my boots. Who the hell did I think I was to think that I was better than them? I'd never said that I was better than them. That's not even in my nature to be boastful like that. I don't ever say that I'm better than anyone because we're all on our own path.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're all all trying and attempting to be the best versions
0: of ourselves. Yeah. So the thing about it is like when you're a mirror and you're reflecting other people's inadequacies back at them, they get aggressive, they get angry. But remember this, as they're pointing their finger at you, They have three of their own pointing back at themselves. And that should be something that gives you some comfort because, again, although it's directed at you, it's not about you. It is about them. And again, we go back to the other point. You cannot make other people feel something that is entirely up to them. So if they're angry at you, then that is their choice to be angry. You know, if you go out of your way to inflame people and give them shits, then that's on you but the way they respond or react is totally up to them cuz you know how often do people make us angry or like you know do something that would make me angry i've got a choice and i i do often choose the the more peaceful way cuz i read that book um way of the peaceful warrior i rather yeah. like it it's actually that's one book that um really changed my life to be honest um yeah made me see things in a different way Yeah, it it all comes down to how you respond
1: rather than react to a situation. Exactly. And it doesn't take any more
0: time to make that choice. Exactly, because time is an illusion anyway. But that's another conversation (laughs) for a whole nother day. And uh, the other one I I wanted to really share is like how people always talk about living up to people's expectations, you know, like family and, and friends and People have got expectations of us and, you know, like in some families they expect you to be a doctor or a lawyer or to follow in the family tradition and that sort of thing. So really that's living up to an expectation. But sometimes, and more often than not, People will set the bar very low. They will have low expectations of you. And so when I said, you know, that people said that I wouldn't be a good copywriter because I was a female, that was an expectation they set for me. And they said that I wouldn't be anything in life. I would just be depressed or I would be this or I would be that. And it was, for me, it was the way I put it is like they had given me a life sentence, you know, that I didn't want to accept. I'd already done the time. I had not done a crime, <laughs> but I was put into this life sentence that other people had designed for me. I chose not to to own that. So uh, I chose not to live down to the expectations of others. And also the other expectation is, oh, yeah, you're a good copywriter because you're a female. No, I'm not am not a good copywriter because I'm a female. Females don't write copy differently than men. You know, I don't know that I caress my keyboard in a certain way to write the copy that I do. Um, I know it's just preposterous to think that if you're um, male, female, gay, straight, whatever, whatever you are makes you write copy differently. What makes you write copy differently is understanding the human condition human behaviour, psychology and what makes humans tick. That's what makes you into a good copywriter and you don't need to be a female, a male, a dog, a cat, whatever to be able to do that. You know, you just have to be a human with a heart that knows how to communicate to other people like a human. Yeah, definitely. So in regards to never living down to other people's expectations, you know, raise your own bar. Set your own limits and, and, you know, and then smash through them. You know, like we talk about glass ceilings. Who the frick said there has to be a ceiling there? You know? And that's like um in, in the olden days when we were um, woo-woo teachers, right? People would say the sky's the limit. What sky? Like you're talking about... Talking too low. You're talking too low. Like if you actually, when we did our meditations and expand out to the far reaches of the universe and beyond, the sky is Nothing. The sky is minuscule in, in the scale of the whole universe and beyond. You know, and we're talking about multiverses now, which set, reminds me of our national anthem. There's multiverses in that. I'm <laughs> <But, laughs> no, just joking. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like that expansiveness. If you think the sky is the limit, then that's really sad because there is a vast, of space and time and everything out beyond that the sky's the limit you are just thinking way too small right there mm. so yeah and we used to say that the um the limits are not our imagination it's our belief system behind our imagination exactly so you know get past your own limits and just get in tap into that expansiveness so raise your own bar to wherever you want it to be and when you hit that bar, put it up like the high jumpers and the pole vaulters. They just get to a certain level and go, oh, that was really great. Yeah. You know, I conquered that. No, they keep putting that bar up higher and higher and higher. And that's how world records are set, you know, because people push themselves. So continue to push yourself, you know, don't rest on your laurels. But most of all, my biggest lesson that I wanted to share from this um, chapter of this amazing book is just be true to you. Definitely, it's your life. You are the main cap character in your life. you no are the m- one no one else can play you. well, no, I couldn't even think of a movie star that could play me. It would be a very funny thing to watch. so um, I hope you know us discussing this chapter has been helpful. Give you some inspiration. You can get the book on Amazon and we'll certainly put a um a link to the book in the show notes. Um if you can't wait what, for that what's, it's what's called, the name again yeah it's called Why Didn't Anyone Tell Me This Shit Before Wit Wisdom From Women in Business by Marcella Allison and Laura Gale and these are two amazing women that I have a lot of time for Marcella's been a bit of a role model and a mentor for me and Laura as I said she's an Australian so she's a top chick anyway that just you know makes her awesome So um hope you've enjoyed this episode and in the next episode i'm going to give the teaser away ray's going to be reading out her uh chapter of the book and um discuss about the uh the lessons and and what she'd like to share with the world and why she wrote that chapter in the first place and it's about money 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 Money. (laughs) awesome yeah well that's what i love about you ray you know you are not afraid to talk about money and uh when the rest of the world is trying to hide away from it. So well done. Kudos to you. Alrighty. So, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending us e- eardrums. We totally appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you at the next episode. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through The BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.